Our current work environment and everyday lives are experiencing significant change in response to COVID-19. For many, these changes have created heightened stress and concern, and it's important to manage these emotions and reassess our new normal to identify what could possibly be positive aspects of change. Today, we'll talk through how you can help manage your team's workplace stress so employees can make the most of this new reality. Welcome to HRpreneur, a podcast by ADP. I'm Jim Duffy, and I'm a vice president here at ADP. As business owners and managers of people, we appreciate all you're doing to help keep your employees, your customers, and your families safe. We know this hasn't been easy, and we've been right here with you. A lot has changed in the past month. We've all become too familiar with terms like social distancing and shelter in place. We can't help but wonder what impact all of this is having on employees. Joining me today is Dr. Thomas McDonough. Dr. McDonough is a licensed clinical psychologist and the owner of Good Therapy SF, a group psychology practice in San Francisco. Tom joined us a couple of months ago to talk about burnout in the workplace. Welcome back, Tom. It's great to have you again. Hi, Jim. Thank you for inviting me back. So let's talk about why all of us feel anxious. It seems to me one key reason is we can't seem to escape COVID-19. TV, radio, friends, family, colleagues, neighbors, I could go on. No matter where we go, there it is. So Tom, does this contribute to stress and anxiety? Yes. Um, Unfortunately, our brains are best set up to cope with stress in acute, short bursts. When we're faced with constant triggers, it's much more difficult to cope. The best way to alleviate the stress from news is to not engage with it. Turn off your phone or TV. So now we're making everyday decisions in a new context. A mundane task a few weeks ago could be a life-changing event today. You know, for example, going for a walk or making a quick trip to the grocery store. These are stressors we're not well adapted to. So Tom, as we record this, I'm in my home office, which overlooks the sidewalk out front. Yeah, it's been great to see people of all ages getting exercise these past couple of weeks, runners, walkers, bikers, and even kids on scooters. But the thing is, many of them are wearing masks. So how can we reassess our thinking to help us make rational, even less stressful decisions? Great question. So when we're anxious, we do typically broach these scenarios in the form of a question, such as, should I go to the grocery store or is it safe to go for a walk? But the anxiety center of our brain hears these questions as don't go to the grocery store and it's not safe to go for a walk. This ends up making our anxiety worse. What can be useful is to reframe the self-talk from a question into a more helpful, realistic statement. Try, yes, there is some risk going to the grocery store. However, I am taking necessary precautions, and after all, I do need food. Sleep is also one of the important things we can do to manage anxiety. Good sleep routines start about an hour before bed. Disconnect by turning off laptops, phones, and not watching the news. Find a routine that works best for you, but often reading, deep breathing, or meditation can help reduce stress. Don't do these activities in your bedroom. Also, be sure to wake up at the same time every morning. 
including weekends. Sleep is very routine-based. Tom, why would you recommend not reading or meditating in the bedroom? Is there a reason? There is. This is because sleep is very behaviorally conditioned. If you associate being awake or alert in bed or in the bedroom, it makes it more difficult to fall asleep and stay asleep. Now, if you normally do not have sleeping problems and are already reading in bed before you go to sleep, then that's fine. But if you have sleep issues, as can happen with an increase in stress, it's best to do these activities in another room and only go to the bedroom when you are ready for sleep. That's very helpful. Now, let's talk about the impacts these kinds of things have on business owners and the unique stressors they're experiencing. What advice would you give to an owner to best help manage their stress? Always remember to take care of your basic needs first, especially sleep. After that, recognize the unknown is going to trigger anxiety. That's just the way our brains are set up. So to cope with the unknown, work to find out as much information as you can for the situation and then accept you might need to be patient and wait to know more. Try to look at this as a problem to solve with information gathering and patience, as opposed to a lack of effort, letting others down, or personal failure. There's also added concern for those considered essential workers. How should employers support employees who continue to work on site? Essential on-site workers are experiencing an incredible amount of stress right now. Aside from taking the necessary steps to make the workplace safe and contamination-free, support employees emotionally as much as possible. Show them you care. Really letting employees know that they are valued can help provide a greater meaning and purpose to their on-site work. So now, what about employees who are working from home? For people not used to this arrangement like me, it's likely some of us may feel a bit uncomfortable. We may feel distracted perhaps more easily or even feel less productive working here. What advice do you have for folks like us? You know, I've seen people want to take this time to be overly productive both professionally and personally, which only adds to the stress they're already experiencing related to the situation. There's always gonna be the feeling that there's something else to do. But right now is the time to focus on yourself and regulating your emotions. Getting routine sleep, exercise, and engage in life outside of work are going to help. If you feel like you can't turn off your anxious thoughts, try setting aside a scheduled time to think through your concerns for 20 minutes. Believe it or not, this has been found to help reduce our anxious thoughts. Got it. Let's switch gears and talk about multitasking. Some people are juggling family needs like childcare and homeschooling while still working from home. How can employers help them adjust? Well, I'd suggest employers help employees evaluate their responsibilities based on importance and urgency and encourage them to complete tasks with the highest priority first. However, it's human nature to sometimes procrastinate, especially when a difficult assignment presents itself. So to help employees stay focused, break large projects into smaller parts and schedule specific times, like the beginning of the workday, for larger and more complex projects. And remember, interruptions are inevitable. So for planning purposes, encourage employees to schedule important job duties 
for part of the day when there are fewer disruptions. This can help manage the randomness of balancing family needs and work responsibilities. Lastly, no matter how well employees manage their time at work, they're unlikely to perform at their best if they return to work each day stressed or lacking energy. So encourage employees to take regular rest breaks throughout the day. Given so many of us are at home right now, how can employers help employees who feel isolated from their coworkers? Be empathetic. Remind employees that this is temporary and that the purpose of staying at home is for a greater cause. Also, remind employees about the available benefits, like an employee assistance program, if you have one. Tom, there's a lot of technology out there to help us stay connected. Might any of these tools help? Oh, absolutely. Try connecting with your team virtually through video conferencing or team chats, but also encourage employees to connect virtually with their family and friends. Staying connected can help provide the support we really need right now. You know, that's a really great point, Tom. You know, at work, I've seen teams have a lot of fun with Instagram. You know, they're taking pictures and showing off how they've converted a very unlikely corner of their house, their apartment, the basement, whatever, you know, into a perfectly fine, workable office space. You know, in doing this, they're staying connected, and, you know, we're working through all of this together. I've also seen others who are cooking together. They're sharing meals virtually with friends and family. You know, these may be small things, but they're important, especially now. Uh, so, Tom, let's talk about a different group of worker here. What about employees who, over the past couple of weeks, have had less interaction with their managers now that they're working from home? Are there signs employers can watch for that may indicate one of your team members is really struggling? Great question. Often, changes to an employee's personality is the biggest warning sign. So if an otherwise pleasant employee starts to become irritable or withdrawn, then it's possible the social isolation is starting to affect them. So to help them re-engage, ask the employee what activities make them feel fulfilled. Then have them spend some or more of their time on that aspect of the role. This is important because right now, we may not be able to engage in some of the things that gave us purpose and other areas of our lives. As a result, we depend on work to provide some of that current meaning. What else can employers do? Employees are dealing with stress of the unknown as well, just like you. Communicate with your team often, share any updates and changes related to the business in real time, and let them know that you're on top of things. A lack of information can make employees feel like the situation is not being taken seriously. So how do you talk about it, though? How would you recommend employers talk to their employees about the crisis? Beyond sharing what the workplace is doing to respond or how business procedures are changing as a result of the event, employers may also want to provide an opportunity for some discussion about how the situation is affecting their employees. If possible, discuss your own concerns, but also share your coping strategies. Remind employees that if they follow daily routines, it makes it easier to cope with frustration and stress. This is very helpful. What else? Any other advice for our listeners? I would just add, if you're doing your best to control your stress, but despite your best efforts, it feels too much, I'd encourage you to reach out to a mental health professional. 
often short-term work is highly effective for these types of situations. Tom, thanks. This is great. You shared so many great ideas about coping strategies to help us navigate our new normal. You know, you talked about the importance of empathy and frequent communication. You talked about prioritizing activities, and you reminded us about the importance of exercise and how critical it is to get plenty of rest. Also, you mentioned about how staying connected and engaging in activities outside of work can be a really healthy distraction for us. Another thing that you said that really struck me was uh, when you talked about how to make decisions in a new light. Yeah, it's okay to acknowledge risk, like buying a gallon of milk or going for a walk. Uh, but you also talked about how important it is to acknowledge what steps we're taking to help mitigate these risks, like wearing masks and gloves. So your timing couldn't be uh, any better, Tom. Thanks again for sharing your advice with us. I also want to thank all of you for listening to HRpreneur. For FAQs, state and local guidance, policies, and more, visit adp.com smallbizcovid19. Thanks again for joining us, and be well.